0: What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit.
1: Elegant women, but a more civilized age.
0: Gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon, episode 74. And please also excuse me while I flick my bed. Uh oh. baddies, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smokes the blunts? Rolling blunts and smoking the... <laughs> And with that, kids, we are off to the races. Last year, we had an exceptional amount of amazing guests. One thing in particular that we followed pretty much from beginning to end, had the privilege of helping promote and enjoy as guests the main creator of this uh, of this graphic novel, I guess we could say. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you saw it, Human, the comic that came out last year, we, we pushed it heavily. We were lucky enough to have our, uh, our little moniker scrawled across the back page with our co-host, label network mates the Woo um that's human comic uh mr gabe smith and mr ryan merrill how are you fellas doing this evening
2: doing great we're
1: doing great how are you doing jay
0: awesome it's uh it's good to speak with you again gabe and it's awesome to meet you finally ryan
1: that's right the pleasure is all yours man you know
0: (laughs) pretty much um, before we get too into all the new good stuff going on, um, now that we're finally getting to speak, Ryan, congratulations on uh, Human Volume oh, One. Thank the, you. The book is absolutely gorgeous, and you have an incredible talent there, my friend.
1: Wow, thank you very much. Uh, that's very humbling. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've worked on it, you know, my whole life, and uh, it's, it's kind of cool to see it like in print, to see my work in print, and like being able to go down the street to the shop and be like, hey and we get this comic book, oh, yeah, I did that. It's like, you know, it's kind of mind-blowing for me.
0: It's got to be amazing to walk into a store and see your art sitting there for people to enjoy it. It's
1: a a bit of a trip, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's totally like hearing your first hit on the radio type thing or your first song on the radio, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of my first hit on the radio, actually, yeah.
0: I'm blown away (laughs) by the fact that you maybe haven't had much published or printed before with your talent um
1: i know what's up with that yeah it's where's kinda... the love dc where's the love marvel <laughs> what's image what's
0: up it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous uh i kind. i also what's the deal um i i noticed that uh what is it budapest hungary there
1: that's right that's that's budapest hungary <laughs> uh yeah, I lived there for uh, almost three years, uh, did some work over there, uh, kind of was working with a mission organization over there, working with the deaf, um, had a lot of downtime, really had a chance to actually hone my craft. Um, I'm, a, I'm a traditional artist, really, and uh, m- mostly portraiture, that kind of stuff, pencil drawings, so I didn't even pick up a Wacom tablet until uh, about four and a half years ago, so I had a lot of time to kind of hone my talent. and. Got involved with some art communities. Uh, the, the well, we cook art. Um, they call it the kitchen. It was a nice. It was a small little community online where, I was just able to like meet, really good artists and and beginners and kind of you know we just we did art battles and stuff. Just a cool way to hone your skills just by just drawing constantly. And I had a lot of downtime, so uh, it worked awesome. out really well. Yeah. And you're helping
0: the deaf all, deaf all the time in the meanwhile. <laughs> uh,
1: that's right, man. I that's got awesome. all these skills, you know.
0: That's super cool, man. I got ninja skills. <laughs> bow staff skills. That's right. <laughs> you know, like, nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. Gabe, before we get too into this, for those who may not be familiar with your work and uh, what's gone on in the past, why don't you give people a quick rundown of what human is all about?
2: Okay. Man, I've said this like a trillion times by right now, but here we go again. <laughs> Human is a independent cyberpunk graphic novel that is now a comic book series. is ongoing and distributed by Diamond, and it is a story that takes place a couple hundred years in the future, in the year 2272, where people are getting cybernetic and biomechanical upgrades and genetic enhancements installed on their bodies, like, I don't know, tentacles and extra eyes and wings and gills and extra limbs and Uh, It's illegal, you know. Still, there's a part of, uh, there's a segment of society that is totally against all these alterations that are happening. Whereas, you know, other people are pushing the limits on what can be done with the human anatomy, and they're getting these upgrades. However, the government's tracking these people down, and the story revolves around these, uh, uh, sort around this black market industry, and in particular, this one bounty huntress named Cesra, who is chasing down these criminals as well. So, in the first episode. Uh, this bounty hunter, Cesra, um, rendezvous with a, a governmental agency known as the Department of Human Purity that's chasing down the same criminal biotech dealer, um, a forearmed criminal named Drollo. And uh, when tracking this guy down, all three parties sort of rendezvous, and that kicks off the, the series for the first episode. But, like, hearkening uh, back to what you were saying before,
0: it uh, definitely does have those elements you were saying about as far as, like, the film noir and the sci-fi. <clears throat> Excuse me. You did a beautiful job of mixing those those elements. One thing we talked a lot about the art was just that your perspective on things. Like, uh, from the view of a city in a teardrop or a raindrop to, like... You know, the cityscapes to the characters themselves kind of drawn in a way that they, they stand out from the background while the background stands out unto itself, if that makes any sense. Do you know what no, I mean? No,
1: it totally makes sense. I'm actually having some, uh, it's causing me a couple of problems here at the second one because I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out if, if we're going to go with the same exact style or change it up a bit because, you know, I'm not a comic book artist. Really, um, I'm more of a conceptual artist, and you can see that with the backgrounds. And so, the comic book characters themselves are, are kind of stand out a little bit, like you said, from the background elements. Um, and so, this time, I'm taking a little bit more of a comic style approach to it—more hard lines, uh, a lot of blacks. Uh, so,
0: okay. What do you
2: think of that idea, Jay? Like, what do you think of that?
0: Of, uh, I think. I think it just should naturally kinda of let it go where you think it should go. I mean, here's here's the thing, you're you're in a unique position where, you know, you have artistry skills and you know, you've got your skills and you've had your practice. It just hasn't been, you know, applied to this genre particularly, right? right?
1: That's right.
0: Which is cool to see you going with your, you know, already you already have your skills, so now you get to see them, you know, evolve through something, right? That's so right. cuz wasn't the plan originally uh you know so people also understand is that Gabe what your original plan was to kind of have different artists per book yes Uh
2: well no I was it was an evolving plan really where you know at the time after the book was done I was trying I was ready to get started on the second issue sh- very short on money um you know Ryan was burnt out just had his second kid and wasn't ready to get started on the second issue and I couldn't really afford to pay him uh, what he deserved at that time, too. So, you know, it was sort of like plan B, you know, when I went with the different artists or kind of initially looked into going with a different artist and, uh, you know, quickly reversed on that once I saw that, you know, it wasn't going to work out the way I wanted it to in terms of the artwork and in the visual style. Uh, I just it he didn't. Oh, I didn't want to say he didn't produce what, uh, you know, Ryan did on the first issue, but it, it wasn't it wasn't right from the story that I've been writing. So, um, you know, I we had to take a little time, just pull back a little bit, wait for more people to see the issue, I think, and try to gain more of a following before we can kind, of, uh, even think about you know launching a Kickstarter again, which we just recently did, and it's been doing pretty well. I uh, I should add too, it's yeah, really- not
1: bad, almost halfway there.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. It's uh so
1: it, thanks everybody.
2: <laughs> Thank you Kickstarter backers. Thank you. We love you.
0: <laughs> I remember when I heard that you were going to go ahead and do volume 2 and uh I was very excited because I know oh. you've been kind of awesome. shopping around and you know, you had said that uh you know, Ryan was busy and had a lot going on. So um yeah, that was super cool because you know, you guys what you guys met on like Craigslist, didn't you?
1: Craigslist, man. <laughs> so I had to I had to sift through all the trolls out there and I found this guy and he wanted to comic book and the big thing was is he was paying, which is like, What? On on Craigslist? People don't pay money to have artwork done. They're like, <laughs> Why don't you partner with me on this on this project? Uh, I'll get pay, you get paid once we sell this and that, you know. I would just like to say for those of you who are on Craigslist who do that, please get off of Craigslist or <laughs> artists get onto Craigslist so we can start driving some prices up because, you know, people want art for free, you know, and that's, it's, it hurts the artists community in general, you know, it's especially, I mean, even if they're paying really low amounts, you know, it hurts everybody.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, Craigslist people. Don't suck so much. All the time. <laughs> There's some people, cool people out there, like Gabe, who, you know, it's amazing that, that we ran into each other on uh, Craigslist. It really is. Um, and it's 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 gone a lot further than I, I initially thought it would. I mean, honestly, uh, it's kind of cool to have, like, a little following of fans. Um, and you guys oh, are just yeah. stuck with me for, I think, the next three issues. Uh, right. Via, via contract, so. Oh, well,
0: see, this is what I was about to say about Gabe is, Gabe, you've always struck me as the type of individual who, when you jumped into this, yeah, it wasn't just some guy who wrote a comic and was going to try to get it out there, as you often see, and then they don't realize what it takes to put out a good quality book. But you kind of went in headfirst, headstrong from the beginning with a good business sense of how you were going to do this, the effort you were going to put in. And you kind of, for some reason, seem to already know what you were in for. Is that true a little?
2: Yes, yes, uh, and no. I mean, you know, I, I I, can't say that. This is my first publication, so, you know, I'm still learning at this point. But, you know, I, I went into this with um, sort of an attitude of, of um, indomitability, just like un, unrelentingness and just wasn't willing to give up on this when it really did get tough. And when, you know, we were flat, fucking broke, had no money and didn't know how this was going to get made, you know, and you just kind of say to yourself, is it worth it? You know, and, uh, in the end, I thought I convinced myself that it was, and I'd still feel that way. So, you know, that well, it definitely too- was. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad you guys balls it out and stuck with it because oh, you, know, yeah. you created a beautiful piece of artwork that, Thank uh, you. You know, of course, it's no surprise that people are into it. So, uh, and you were mentioning a little story. So, it was volume one. You had a, a reprinting or a misprinting problem. Yeah. Way.
2: You know, so, okay, like the graphic novel that I sent you and that you own right now, that's, yeah. uh, you know, in a comic book version now because when we got picked up by Diamond, they have pricing guidelines. Um, you know, so they pretty much set the cover price, which is five ninety nine dollars for the 45 page first issue. And that's uh, 45 pages without the, the covers. So I guess 47 total pages of artwork on the first issue. And the one that they released is staple binding and everything. And we needed to you know have a slightly lower quality materials in order to meet those pricing guidelines and actually be able to make it a possibility to distribute it. Um, didn't make much of a profit on it, but we did get a lot of them out there, close to 1,000 on the first run. But when, uh, so, you know, when we got picked up and we were had to deliver these thousand comic books, I realized it was going to be better to move with this other company that's closer to diamonds shipping headquarters out in, uh, all of branch, Missouri. Um, so, or I'm sorry, all of branch, Mississippi. So, um, I searched out some, like some other, you know, Midwestern printers found one that I really liked. And, uh, it's a printer printing company called Brunner. And I went with them and I, it actually saved a lot of money too on shipping um, because they can just go and they're close enough. They can drop off all the comic books, just hand them over in person. You don't have to pay for UPS or you know, FedEx to deliver all those comic books. Cool, yeah. So you know, I saved a little money with them and I saw that they'd done business with Diamond before and they had a, a, a good reputation. And they do, I'd swear by them. But the first time it, we had some kinks to work out. Basically, the printer kind of surprised me with, um, you know, a different issue than what he had sent me in the mail as a prototype. So when he went and delivered the thousand comic books to Diamond, it was of lower quality materials than what he had shown me and what we had discussed and arranged and what I had paid for. And it was also like, you know, he used different printing techniques to save money and cut costs for himself. No. Um, yeah, yeah. So those got sent out, and I didn't find out about it until they had already been sent out to the shops by Diamond. So I, you know, got really upset. Called up the, uh, the printing company, and you know they they owned up to it and they made it right because uh, they, you know, they they went and they, and at no cost went and uh, printed another thousand of the comic books. So. They sent those over to Diamond, and those got redistributed to Diamond. Sent out an email to all the shops that ordered the first batch of misprints and asked them to uh, recall those and destroy them, not to recall them and send them back to, to Diamond, but to just destroy them. And said in in you know just sent out an email saying that we would send them another batch of a thousand for free. So uh that happened we sent them two batches of a thousand but i think most of the shops didn't throw the comics the first batch of comics away they just went out and sold them
1: oh so yeah. really <laughs> the first, uh, you're, you're lucky if you got one of those batches right There's the a first edition
2: thousand. <laughs> yeah so, like, nice. I, I mean at the shops around here they sold out and i was like pretty surprised to see that <laughs> You know, they're getting a whole new batch of 1000 for free, and uh, so, I mean, that's double the profits for all these stores individually, so they must be loving human.
0: Well, good on them for uh, owning up and, you know, stepping up and making it right and for Diamond to help out because, you know, they could have, you know, given you a million excuses or a million different, you know, bits of bad attitude, but it sounds like at least they straightened things out for you, so that's pretty
2: cool. They straightened it out and they made it right, and you know, like I, I will be using them on the second issue because they are capable of making like su- such top quality, uh, you know, merchandise, and I think they, they do give better prices than uh what I found here in L.A. and I've checked out a lot of the printing stores around here, so I think I would recommend them to other people. If you're listening to this, go check out Brunner if you're looking to make your own comic book.
0: Awesome! I never knew that uh, Diamond was in what Missouri you said.
2: <laughs> yeah, their centralized, like their headquarters is over in uh, Maryland. They just moved from Timonium to some other place nearby um, in Maryland. That's their headquarters, like for the corporate offices. But their shipping center is over in Olive Branch. Okay. So I think they have actually a second shipping center in New York as well, but I'm using the one in Olive Branch um, exclusively.
0: Well, you know, I'm sure the second runaround will uh, go a little bit smoother now that uh, you know all the kinks have been worked out and stuff. So, yeah, for
1: sure,
0: that'll be super exciting. So, um, yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good times. How far? So the, is everything written and like ready to go and.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm just doing some last-minute rewrites on dialogue because I'm never, like, really fully satisfied with anything that I write. But, you know, deadlines are deadlines. <laughs> I mean,
0: now, writers. assuming, as I'm sure it will, the Kickstarter comes out and everything works out, when are we looking at uh, at the book making its uh, entrance into the universe?
2: Um, October, October right? is when we promised everybody on the Kickstarter. Okay. So that's our goal. We uh, intend to keep our promise.
0: That's super cool and uh, super soon, definitely. You did, uh, you did uh, a little bit of a tour promoting this thing uh, internationally, shall we say, as well. I mean, uh, you went down Shit. to Brazil, yeah?
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, I went to this huge, huge um, video game and like comic book festival called <laughs> uh, Fiesta Compost there. It's like where people, they'll bring their tents and they'll camp out and they'll have barbecues and stuff, but indoors in this big, giant arena, sort of like a convention center – They'll have um, this video game and comic book convention, and they have like these uh, huge tournaments where people were playing, uh, you know, different like RPG games and just different different games, and they were like competing for cash prizes and stuff. And they had all these booths and vendors. It's really cool. So I got to meet a bunch of comic book people there, and I went to another smaller comic book convention, sold a few books there, and you know, at a different at a couple of comic shops, so I got to check out a lot of the comic stores in Sao Paulo, which is where I spent my time almost the whole trip. Um, I was there for about a month. And it was, yeah, it was a great experience. I'm going back for the World Cup next year.
0: Oh, really? Jeez, that'll be a fucking adventure, eh?
2: Yeah, I'm already planning it. It's going to be epic.
0: Good God. Um, Ryan, have you ever attended a comic book convention?
1: The, the only one and only one I have was the one on Long Beach. It was my first and only. And, man, I've never felt so at home, like... I, all these like comic book geeks and nerds. I was like, I'm home, and <laughs> it, like, the heavens opened up. It was like, Whoa.
0: it's it's an amazing thing, eh? It's a, it's just a celebration I, I, of everything
1: fun. <laughs> it was so crazy. I was like, I want to get into a Chewbacca outfit and run around here right now. <laughs> you know, so uh, I I certainly want to go back. Um, you know. <clears throat> I'm. Jealous. I got some friends here who don't even do comics. They're like, "I'm going to Comic Con." I'm like, "You know, screw you, thanks." And <laughs> I'm gonna draw comics because that's my life is work, you know, working and drawing.
0: Hey, it's um, a it's a noble cause. Like, um, yeah. other than the book, uh, what kind of like art wise? What influenced you? What else do you like to draw? Oh, I'll know? tell
1: you. Um, the biggest influence I've had over the last five six years is this guy named Feng Zhu and uh, he has a school out in Singapore. It's called uh, uh, Feng you D- it's FZD uh, School Design School or FZD School. Uh, it's Feng Zhu Design and he's a uh, he's an industrial designer who can who can draw. He doesn't draw super well but he designs so good and paints so well that it looks like he's an amazing artist and he just throws photos down paints over them and it's all about it's all about observation, you know, and I've been following that guy for years, <laughs> years, and I, I hope he flies me out for mentioning him on this podcast because <laughs> I, he, he just has a way of, he's got all these videos up, right? And he takes them from his classrooms um, and he puts them up for free. And I just, I've watched all of them like a million times. He's not telling you like, certain, he, he shows a few techniques, but really what he's talking about is just how to observe your world around you. And um, he does more conceptual type art, um, more machines, the mech uh, kind of stuff. And I just I'm really influenced by that. Uh, it comes out a lot in the comic book, actually. If you if you ever check out his stuff, um, like the backgrounds and stuff, I like, took a lot of inspiration from that. Um, you know, and while I was doing all that stuff, I, I was listening to, to podcasts from the uh, visual artists podcast networks. You know, the, you probably heard of the Ninja Mountain, um, Whip. Uh, WIP podcast, which isn't around anymore. I think Ninja Mountains is the only one r- around. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a, a loose collective of of uh, professional artists, and they just talk about the industry. and I listened, you know, I just sucked it all in to try to like someday I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get out there and try to put my stuff out there and see if I can make money doing this. Because I've only been doing it for about a year. Uh, Human was my first kind of large scale project. Before that, I got a couple of smaller gigs, you know doing like a, i think i did a book cover and a couple of concept sheets nothing you know super big i never saw myself doing comic books um but once i did it you know and it's not so much the work but it's the fans man i love the fans i uh, <laughs> got much love for the fans Nice. so uh, i'm gonna keep doing it you know um but i come from you know i'm fantasy sci-fi action event i you know dungeons and dragons forgotten realms i got like every book they've ever written uh and I'm starting to get into a world of Warhammer 40k, and uh, I'm sorry, not uh, Warhammer 40k. Um, it's it's a lot to take in, <laughs> and uh, but I like that type of stuff, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been so, watching a lot of Adventure Time. <laughs> See,
0: I can't get into that cartoon. Adventure I, Time
1: is funny, man. I try I to watch it with my three-year-old, but it's purpose. a little too creepy for her.
0: I've tried, but I I just I don't I don't know I don't. You like, you
1: gotta be just kind of like odd. <laughs> it's just an yeah, odd show, you know. I think maybe
0: I do. It's I think funny. I don't think I get as high as I used, yeah. which is sufficient <laughs> enough to.
1: That's I'm what it is, man. Really. To move know. to California. Yeah. yeah, get out of Canada. <laughs> get some of that good stuff.
0: Hey, it's. Uh, I'd have to say it's an on par situation with the California right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotta
1: come to Canada then. There you go. It's uh,
0: uh it's you a know, great show. well you guys do have to come up to Canada. You guys should definitely get up for fan expo one year, maybe
1: oh, next year. Sure eh? It's uh
0: it's it's quite a party and uh, like you were saying earlier about just the support of artists and the community, it's uh it's a really amazing community going on around here in the Greater Toronto area. There's just such a plethora of so many like professional artists and student artists and amateur artists and part-time artists and uh, everybody just you know cool. constantly like hooking up and you know there's this place in Toronto. It's called the Comic Book Lounge, and it's pretty much literally that. It's a, it's a comic shop. Slash coffee shop slash lounge slash, like art hangout place. Right,
1: that's
0: and cool, man. Yeah, it's kind of a central hub for this community of like. I mean, you go there one night, and you know, you never know who's just going to be in there and, you know, hanging out and drawing. You know, it's uh.
1: Yeah, the the scene here is a little different, and uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of film stuff going on, which I am into on music stuff but the art community it's hard man it's hard to find people who are into that stuff i know a few artists but um not many oh yeah
0: know, and, and
1: what's going on so-
0: phoenix get your shit together
1: i know man it's too damn hot man it's 120 <laughs> degrees right now <laughs> i do go to canada just to escape the heat
0: holy crap it was yeah. 120 it was 113 yeah. here last week sounds nice or maybe the week before and that was that but it gets humid here right like, oh yeah i don't
1: think you, i could last i would probably just like melt into a you do
0: you feel you feel like you're melting like you have to get used to this constant irritation you have to get into the zone of this constant drip of sweat off the tip of your nose and it's like you're it's like Gross. the earth is giving you a chinese water torture like treat oh sweet
1: and there's nothing
0: you can like do f- yeah <laughs> You just you just gotta deal with it. It's fucking. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, that sounds terrible. Maybe I'll just stay here and spawn things can bust. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's a quicker way to die.
0: We got it. Uh, it's coming up next month, though. We got Fan Expo happening, and uh, super super excited about that.
2: I can't make this year, man. I'm going uh, next year. Uh, Next year is going to be a big year. You
0: know what? I I do – I highly recommend if you can make it out next year because there seems to be a bit of a pilgrimage that's begun. Um, Our good friend Josh Hawks, El Hawkes, he – I don't – he's still having some passport troubles. So we're not sure if he's going to make it out this year, but it's the plan – it's been the plan for a bit to get him to come out here. So if he doesn't come out this year, I'm sure he'll come out next year. Uh, our good friends over at Drunk on Comics, uh, they've decided that they're going to make the trek out here.
1: All right. Uh,
0: you know the Woo mates have talked about it. it what? Uh,
1: you guys got to fly me out, man. Come it's on.
0: it's. Uh, I'm going to start. You know, seeing what the deal is with different companies going on, and even Matt Miner, uh, you know, of Liberator fame, he, uh, you know, he was making comments about he should get someone to bring him up here and do his thing so if Who we had a, if we had a twitter coming together of all these people that i have met through the through the twitterverse it would be an insane thing it would, would be, be
1: crazy
0: you know and it, and it being my my hometown comic-con you yes. know and it's highly recommended because a lot of for a lot of people san diego is just too much nowadays your stuff yeah. it's so hard to like stick out
1: And you guys were talking about that i think in your last podcast uh It's become like movie con, you know. It's like, where's the comics at?
0: It has, yeah. I mean, I mean, Fan Expo leans that way, but it's still, it still definitely has, it's still a comic orientated, like, kind of comic driven thing, you know. But I mean, it's it's big now. It's it's you know, I think it's third in line now. So it is it is a hugely attended event, but it's not like there's not big announcements being made. Or anything like that, you know? So that's how it's cool that it's not too Hollywood, you know? It's just people enjoying their stuff. They're not there to promote their big movie or any of that kind of shit, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No panels?
0: Oh, yeah. Plenty of panels, but not like... Not Not only?
1: Just only panels?
0: uh, Not panels of new movies coming out, basically. Uh, There's like a Walking Dead panel... And you know, stuff like that, and there's like TV show panels of popular shows going on, like Being Human or whatever. You know, I'll have a panel, um, but there's no like, there's no movies there promoting themselves just because they're coming out for the sake of being movies that aren't even right. like genre themed. You know uh-huh. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know. mean, don't get me wrong, I love movies, um, but yeah, definitely missing some of the comic elements yeah
0: they've taken it a bit too far but i mean at least a quarter of the place is still comic books you can still go and spend hours and hours upon hours digging through dollar bins and sweet and oh yeah absolutely it's
1: Like in my dreams
0: and the artist alley is a phenomenal oh, yeah? artist alley it's uh so many good artists because a lot of them are based out of the area you know what i mean I mean, two of the Batman artists of the three top Batman titles live like 20 minutes from me. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, sick. yeah, it's uh, David Finch. You know, I think he's a Burlington boy, and Jason Fabok. I'm pretty sure he's a Guelph boy, and uh, you know, Ty Templeton. He's out in Toronto, and he's got his boot camp, and people are, you know, literally in his classes, you know, learning from him.
1: Cool. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, so it's really neat. We got up-and-comers. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the, the, the book Talk. Uh, no. We have an artist here. His name is Steven Berger, and uh, I think you guys would really appreciate this book. you got to check it out. It's called Talk.
1: Am I right down right now?
0: Yeah, it's as simple as that. Talk. His name is uh, Steven Berger, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, uh, or A-N, I can't remember which. I think E-N, but it's burger as in the food. The delicious, delicious food. I
1: hope his art's delicious.
0: And his art is delicious. And this book is really cool because it's a book of conversation, yet the conversations are kind of being portrayed through the things they're talking about. Like, uh, for instance, there'll be two guys sitting at a table talking, and one's telling another story. And then in the background behind their head, you're seeing illustrations of that story taking place in in kind of weird ways.
1: Crazy. It looks like he's got, he got Go up or had one
0: up. Uh, he, had he had one, one up. up.
1: It yeah. looks like he funded it too, yeah. Oh
0: yeah, he funded it. The book is out. The book is made and uh, it's called Talk and this guy's a phenomenal talent. He's a phenomenal sure. Toronto, Toronto artist.
1: And... Yeah, I'm looking at his art right now on TV and art. Yeah, this guy's got some Crazy black and whites. I'm gonna take him out. I think I don't know. That's how sick
0: you might you might appreciate the his style because yeah he's very black and white and uh, you know his his characters and stuff and his uh he's he's done like his old like Universal monster paintings and illustrations are just insane. Oh yeah, this guy's like my new nemesis now. Yeah, but it's super nice guy. Super (laughs) nice local Toronto Uh guy and
1: uh yeah yeah his monsters are incredible yeah oh, he's got some comics pages up here too yeah i might have to take them down for sure <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> can't have can't have talent like that it's out. all
0: we can't all be talented i need all the talent <laughs>
1: yeah, that, oh no that's that's great yeah uh I'm follow him right
0: now. Let's so follow. which will also make sense for me to tell you people out there who are local and are local loyal listeners who are familiar with talk. And I know if you're local and into the scene, you're definitely familiar with talk. And if you enjoy talk, you definitely want to check out Human. Because, uh, yeah, these black and whites will blow your mind as well. So Very
1: nice. First blow right here. <laughs> Take
0: that, burger! <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm coming for you, burger <laughs> <laughs> no way, I'm,
1: watch, I'm watching this guy on DVD right now because he is definitely a talented dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, but not to be outdone yourself. Uh, yeah, the book, just, just cool, man. How long would, uh, like how long on average for a page?
1: Oh, man, it varies because sometimes I'll do a whole page and be like, oh, this is terrible. Start over. <laughs> on a good day. I try to get about a page a day like finished. Okay. So, but I'm doing, you know, I'm doing I'm doing everything here the, the you know, the inks, the, the pencils, the inks, the the shading, the text which we had some problems with the text in the first one. So, I've actually pulled up some like I guess there's rules about the you know, how comic text should work and uh, so I've <laughs> kind of familiarized myself with that yeah. so I don't, I don't want any flack.
0: Awesome! The, the guy draws a whole comic book, and then he's like, "Oh, there's oh, a man yeah.
1: supposed to do the letters." <laughs> what do I know?
0: <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesomely spectacular.
1: But we're gonna we're gonna get a different font this time, and uh, you know, I'd love to hand letter, but it, you know, I, I actually I used to be a sign artist at Trader Joe's. Uh, you probably don't have that in Canada. Uh, it's a it's a store here, and, and they hire artists in the store, and I got fired from the art position because my uh, my handwriting, as far as the letters go, wasn't as good as my art, and it just fired me. I'm like, dude, I got a, com- I got a comic book coming out. I just got fired from the <laughs> art department. What the age traded J?
0: Nice. <laughs> you know? Well, lettering's not an easy thing, man. Um, no, no. No, I did. That's one thing I did. Uh, I think I did notice about the text in Human is, uh, it 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 seemed a little thinner than usual. Yeah. Yeah, the font was, uh, but it did look bad. I mean, it looked appropriate it's to the just, story, you know. It's
1: super uniform. It's kind of a generic free font. So um, this time we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for for something that's a little nicer. Um, you know, we were talking about saga a little bit, how that that looks, and I try to find something that is kind of elegant like that. You know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so and definitely, I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe we'll go with with uh, round text boxes this time. I'm not sure though. Kind of still figuring that out because. In the first issue, it's, it's all, like, uh, rounded rectangles. And uh, I don't know. I, maybe that just makes it too buck. You know, the panels are already in rectangles. Maybe it's too many, too many squares. It looks like Napoleon Dynamite, you know? Squares everywhere.
0: I don't know. It's kind of so. fut- future-y at the same time, though. You know what I mean? We'll, f- what,
1: we'll figure what, that out.
0: When I see a non-traditional word bubble, like one that's not absolutely, like, your typical stereotypical word bubble... Right. In my head, that makes me think that there's some sort of sound or accent to that character's voice.
1: There's some, yeah, you're right. That that goes along with the rules. Yeah. You know, you know what it's, I mean? So all of my bubbles are that. So <laughs> everybody is like either speaking French or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: but yeah, no. So but it, you're right. You're it right. almost kind of suits nice it. That. You know. I mean,
1: yeah. it is very futuristic, cyberpunk. You know.
0: Do you ever uh, have you ever considered color? Did that ever cross your mind? Be- or is this something that just looks too beautiful as it does? Uh,
1: it crossed or my Martin. mind, and I cried and was like, that's too hard. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, if we got a colorist, yeah, definitely.
2: Um, uh, I think the series is going to stay black and white in terms of the comic book. And then, I mean, you know, the eventual goal is to finish this series and. Uh, you know, develop a following so that we have a platform to make a, an
1: animated series. Yeah. Oh, it would, would be, be a awesome. perfect that,
0: cartoon. Yeah. At it would that be perfect.
1: point, we want to go color, of course. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know what you're seeing, Gabe, but when we talk yeah. about that, I always see kind of a very, like, not super anime, but a little element of anime style there. Yeah. You know? and, and, and yet still, you know, what it is. Yeah. I, so- I would love to see that happen. I actually have a bachelor's in animation, but you know, I'm not about to do an entire animation myself, neither.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a (laughs) lot of work, all that the coloring and everything. But no, it would make an amazing fucking cartoon. It would, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's perfectly laid out that way. So you know, and I don't think it would necessarily even have to be a color cartoon. I think you know. Yeah. Maybe like shades of, you know, shades like grays and blues or some kind of thing, you know. it's
2: Yeah, we definitely want to keep that film noir kind of element to it. We don't want to change that at all. But, um you know, it, yeah, it, it would be a color cartoon. It wouldn't be a pure black and white um, as the inside artwork is going to be. We want to do, you know, like semi-color or like mono, monochromatic covers for all of, all of the series, of course, the way we kind of yeah. set up the first one. So um that's I mean, kind of... Gonna be the look, you know. We're gonna follow suit with what we've already done. We felt that's uh, it's worked for us the first time, and you know, we'll we'll enhance what we feel like we've learned from and what needs we need to grow it from, and you know, kind of change. And we're gonna keep what we felt re- really works with the first issue. Yeah, so definitely that's a, a learning
1: process, like Gabe's talking about. Um, and you know, it's the writing that drives this. It, the right Gabe is such an amazing writer, you know, uh-huh. and I. Uh-huh. <laughs> even though even though he couldn't pay me a billion dollars like I wanted him to I believed in the story enough to be like yeah I, I could do it for that for sure and it he, he just he wrote it so well and you know I've, I've got like I said you now I've been involved with, with, with the film world and, and I just saw it in my head just immediately and uh
0: Everything just clicked, yeah. It
1: totally clicked, and thanks. Well, it's
0: a very original story too, right? I mean, it's easy to come up with something fun and original in your head when you're basing it on something that's new and exciting, and you know, tells a good story in its own right. You know what I mean? That's gotta, that's gotta add to the excitement of you getting to create the characters, or at least the look of these characters that you know have been presented before you. You know? Yeah,
1: I'm excited to see what where we're going to go with the second one because I have I'm you know I'm working on the comic actually as we're talking Um, but I haven't brought in any of the recurring characters yet we're kind of laying out the the opening scenes and we don't see any of the characters in the first one just yet so it's got a little bit of a different style to it Um, so I'm you know I threw out a sketch of of Drollo a couple days ago on Twitter it was just a preliminary sketch but um, you know it, it's just such a organic thing, you know, making these comics. I, I try to just let it be what it is.
0: Well you gotta just let it flow sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. it come naturally and <coughs> Definitely. You know, so Gabe when you when when you so did you have like how how much of this did you have mapped out in your head? When you started volume one, uh, did you have like, you know, say five issues worth of kind of chunked up story in your head, or did you just kinda Write volume one, and then if it did anything, kind of pick it up from there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, at this point, I have several, you know, at least the outlines and kind of rough drafts done for several scripts, you know. And, um, yeah, I, even before starting the first one, I, I, I would say I had a good chunk of, like, six or seven episodes kind of completed already in my mind before really attempting to put it down on page um, okay. cause have just been thinking about it for a long, long time, you know, before I even wrote a word.
0: Just kind of let it simmered in your, in your skull sort of thing. I've done that too. There's been, uh, like occasionally I'll, I'll kind of write short stories and stuff just for, you know, my own pleasure and amusement. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll have these ideas just brewing around in my head for like months, you know, and then finally, eventually I get them written down and, slowly things like take shape and stuff but uh you know good on you guys for you know
2: having the ball so i can't rush it you just gotta it just happens when it happens really yeah Yeah, until
0: you put up a kickstarter together and promise everybody october
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) then it's gotta happen now (laughs) i
0: can't be quite so lazy as that.
1: yeah definitely and, so last um, last time I had my second kid, right about the time that um, that the deadline was coming up, and she came six weeks early. All havoc broke loose. Oh no! It was like a. I, I have actually I've actually told Gabe a no a couple times when he's asked me to do this because I was like, yeah, I felt like I was gonna die last time because <laughs> of stress, and I lost like twenty pounds. I was like, I am a starving artist, like literally. What's going on you know, from stress and you know. Anyway, so that's I my, well at least I don't think my wife's pregnant right now, so I don't think that's <laughs> at least at least I got a little bit of time, you know, this time.
0: <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, that can be uh, that can be a tiring thing, man. Uh, kids alone, <laughs> never mind having a fucking a goddamn comic book, Jesus.
1: <laughs> well, it's just a a little 45 page epic comic book
0: no big deal no big whoop i'll just whip it off this weekend man it'll be all cool (laughs) easy peasy so um this like you got any other ideas floating in your heads either of you like uh other you know stories that you've got jotted down gabe or other characters you might uh, have you know drawn up ryan you hope to put into a story someday in some sort of book
2: yeah yeah definitely i have two other projects one uh one i have a rough draft written for it's called uh well it's the epic of gilgamesh retold into a feature-length story like a feature-length film and it's going to be a two-part um story like you know two feature lengths like a two-part series and um yeah so i've finished the first one currently working on the second one and i have a side project that i just started with another writer that i've worked with in the past named larry medill and uh it's kind of, it's uh well we'll we'll i'll talk about that more as it's kind of develops but base. it's a pirate story we'll leave it at that
0: awesome i think you mentioned that last time we spoke actually that you were thinking of starting to yeah
2: yeah get you that know together I've, yeah i've uh you know i've i've been focusing on gilgamesh and on human for you know since since then and still am working on that and uh i i you know, pitched him that story a while back, and I, I worked out a treatment to it, and kind of outlined the story and everything, but never really worked out a rough draft for it. And uh, he really liked the story, and I thought, man, like I gotta get this done. And he, he's like, dude, we, let's work on a story together. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And I, I, I mentioned this one to him. He's like, yeah, let's run with it. So that's we're just gonna start working on that here really soon. And you know, I'll. Uh, I'll let you know as that develops. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. How about you? What are you working on?
1: I, uh, I, I am very content with like working on other people's ideas because I have a hard time coming up with something original myself. Um, so I like to take somebody's idea and like flesh it out. You know, add a, add a little bit of a something to it, give it some flair. Um, but down the road, I would—I you know—I posted this on Twitter not too long ago. Is I would love to do uh, Magic the Gathering cards. So, John Shindehetti, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll love, man. I've actually sent my stuff to him. He's like, "Yeah, send it back when you got something better." <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, um, you know, like, you're gonna hear that a lot before you know things take off. So like you you know, yes, <laughs> yes, I know. I'll keep practicing.
1: <laughs> yeah, practice this, you know. So. Um, but there, it, you know, I am a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a Forgotten Realms fan, which is this kind of, this, uh, world from d and I'm sorry, uh, Wizards of the Coast, it might be from D&D, am not sure. Um, anyway, there's this character, uh, called Brizit Dewart, and someday, man, I'm going to do something with, with, with them, with that character, because I've seen it drawn a couple times, and, um, uh, there's only been, you know, like, one artist that's, that's really good at it, but that's it, and so I loved it. Give that a shot, and even, you know, maybe try to. I have such a love of film. I would love to see that, like on screen, you know, Lord of the Rings epic style. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm kind of a fanboy myself.
0: That's awesome, man. That's uh, I have I have a suggestion, a promotional suggestion for you guys. All right. Because I would love to own a Department of Human Purity T-shirt.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's a great idea.
0: You should, should sell
1: those at Comic-Con.
0: You should. You should whip something up that's, uh, you know, logo PHP. and stuff or something. Yeah, totally. Just put that up and people will be like, what the fuck is that? And you would be like, what? You haven't read human? You
1: haven't read human? <laughs> what planet do you live on? Oh my just give God. them a
0: disgusted guffaw. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't even, we don't even tell them. we just like, ugh, and walk away. That's great. You
0: don't know what human is? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: What are you? Some kind of a rape or <laughs> something?
0: Demon's amazing. Get out of here. <laughs> you believe him, Joyce? Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, Diamond too. It's uh, awesome that that guy got yeah. all hooked up.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was wild. Because I'm still in disbelief about that. Diamond yeah, you isn't told me that. like it iTunes. You
0: know what I mean? Diamonds isn't like here's my RSS feed. Um, what you aren't full of hate speech and. Uh, and whatever, okay, you're, you're on iTunes. You know, it's 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 not that easy. It's you know, Diamond I, selected. about who I, so I hear quick?
1: that all the time. And I told another artist that I was like, yeah, I got picked up by this this uh, this distribution company called Diamond. And he gave me a look like, are you effing kidding me? You know, <laughs> he's like, I've submitted three times to Diamond, and they're like, we don't publish anything unless you've been published already, which is a dumb way to do things, I think. Like, how do you get published in the first place? Yeah, the one's going to publish you? But when Gabe told me that, I was like, are you kidding? Like, I gave him the, the same look over the phone. I'm like, are you kidding me? So thanks, Diamond. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was,
0: it was good for you guys because you went in with something too. I think a lot of people try before their books even, you know, they got something to kind of show them, you know what I mean? And, yeah, uh,
2: sold a couple hundred by the time I had even, you know, sent them a copy. Like, we, I had at that point sort of felt like, you know, we had, We'd been tested, and you know we had gotten a warm response and it had deserved a look at that point. So that's when I sent it off. And you know, um, actually, initially, they told me that they weren't interested because they felt that the pricing was too high when I told them that we were selling, you know the the first issues, which we were for twenty dollars. And uh, you know, they said that's too high. we can't we can't sell it at that rate. And I said, what can you sell it for?" They said, this is our pricing guidelines. And I said, well, that's comic book prices, and they said exactly, you wouldn't be able to perfect bind it or use these materials, and that's when it, you know, that's when it took comic book form.
0: Right. Which is cool, anyways. I mean,
1: I have yet to see it in comic book form. I'm gonna go get one uh, Thursday. and actually, I'm gonna go sign some and get myself one, and you know, uh, definitely like promote the Kickstarter while I'm there.
0: Yeah, where are you going to do that? Where are you gonna be seen by these
1: people? Uh, this is Ash Avenue's com- Ash Avenue Comics in uh, in Tempe. Uh, it's across from ASU, which you know most people around the country know, and maybe even in Canada. Uh, big party school right across the street. Um, actually, that's where we filmed the Kickstarter. They were kind enough to let us in there and, and film there. And uh, if you remember in the video, there was this uh, when my friend walks in the door. I'm, I'm you know I narrate. I'm in the the video. I narrate it, and I'm like, get to the comic shop. Talk to that guy. And we point to this, this guy who looks up, like, all slow. Like, we had to talk to five random people before we finally got somebody who was willing to just stand in for us because we needed an extra. Really? And he was perfect. <laughs> he had the perfect look on the first take. And I don't even know the guy's name, you know? <laughs> so I can't be like, dude, thank you, because he's just like a ghost, you know? Yeah. But if, if that guy is out there, dude, awesome <laughs> way to, to look like However you looked, it was perfect. Way to extra, dude. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kickstarter is finally opening its doors to Canadian content. Sweet. Yes, very soon we will finally. That's why if you'll ever notice uh, anything coming out of Canada is pretty much an Indiegogo situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, but Kickstarter is finally smartening up and, uh, you know.
1: Don't going feel international,
0: feel international feel so as real. the interweb seems to be it's so ridiculous <laughs> you know there's no. some, like hulu, you know we don't get hulu in canada
1: yeah i do know that and uh, hulu hulu doesn't you can't get hulu a lot of places actually
0: and our netflix is just sad it's like a tragic state of affairs canadian netflix <laughs> and i don't get it cuz it's the internet you know it's it's like i don't see where the borders are on the internet other than, like, the servers and stuff, of course. But they should just give everybody everything, and I don't get it, you know? I know.
1: They must just hate Moose or something. <laughs> I don't know what their problem is.
0: Those bastards. I know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's quickly uh, run over the details of the Kickstarter and uh, vo- where they can still get Volume 1. Just just tell it, throw, throw everything at them. Go. Do it, Gabe. Go. Go, Gabe uh, uh,
2: uh oh, oh, epic fail.
0: 8,342nd yeah. <laughs> time. Tell everybody everything.
2: <laughs> um... Dude, seriously, wait! What? I was
1: like, I, I I walked out of the room for a second. I'm oh, <laughs> this guy's. Terrible. I'll start. You can listen to me. Okay, so you can check out the Kickstarter. It's actually, um, it's under the staff picks on the comics section. This is um, right.
0: Congratulations on yeah, that too. Yeah.
1: It was the first day up on staff picks. Actually, if you go to staff, if you go to the Kickstarter page, Kickstarter.com, uh, there's a there's a little, uh, featured area there. Um, anyway, uh, under the staff picks and comics. You can click there. We're still on the first page. There, uh, somebody had knocked us down to four, but I guess they removed that, and now we're back, still on the first page. Anyway, Human Dash issue number two. Check it out. You get to see me get punched in the face. Who doesn't want to see that? Um, you know, we're at thirty-five percent right now. Thousand uh, four hundred twenty-three. We got thirteen days to go. We kind of ran this uh, for twenty days, I'm short because you know we need that thing to get funded because that's. You know, most of that's, you know, like Gay even says here on the Kickstarter, most of that's going to fund the artist, which, which is me. And that funding goes to, you know, feed my kids and, you know, help me produce this artwork. Um, so check that out for sure. Um, if you don't know where to find it under, under the staff picks, just in the search, type in human 2, and it'll pop up. You see this, it's, uh, it's a black and white cover image right now. We haven't decided on what, what color we're going to use just yet uh, for the, the monochromatic color scheme. Uh, for the cover, but you see a guy working on a robotic hand, that's us. Just click play. You'll, you'll love it. Um, you can find my artwork at ryanmerrill.daportfolio.com. Um, I'm on Facebook as Ryan Merrill. I'm on Twitter as lunchshot Pro. I'm on DeviantArt as Mugshot Pro. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm out.
0: Well done. Well played. <laughs> Gabe, do you have anything to add to that?
2: <laughs> no, man. You guys all covered it we're good <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. um and of course uh volume one of human you can find uh in your lcs's everywhere now that uh diamond has uh, decided that's, to share the love
1: that's true but you know what if you want a copy uh, people are asking me all the time where can i get a copy of the book just donate to the kickstarter man you're gonna get a comic you know a comic book you can get the uh you can get uh, one of the first issues of it actually. Oh, so
0: if you donate for for issue two Kickstarter, you get an issue of uh, you get issue one. you,
1: do you donate you fifteen dollars, you get the first edition comic book prints, which is very limited supply.
0: Wow, that's super cool! Definitely do that, people. Get out there, uh, go to Kickstarter and support Human. It's an awesomely cool story, uh, supported by some incredibly beautiful. Art and uh, it's not something to be missed. People need to enjoy it and love it, and uh, you know, spread spread the word that human is here. And uh, you know, the effort alone and uh, and love that these guys have put into this story that we have watched here from an elegant weapons point of view for a long time now. Uh, it makes us proud to see what you guys have accomplished, all for the love of it, and very independently, I might add. Not just independently, but there's no like publisher, um, like yourself published right to the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it it's a it's a cool thing, and you guys, uh, you guys have done an amazing thing. So, thank you very much, gentlemen, for uh, spending your time hanging out, uh, talking about human tonight with me.
1: Yeah. thank you, Jay.
0: It's always a pleasure speaking with you, Gabe, sir, and Ryan. Of course, it was awesome to finally meet you, man.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to have met the Jedi Ross. Thank you. <laughs> and, Thank uh, you. Yeah, Michelle. no,
0: it's uh, it's my pleasure. It's it's an honor to be able to support something as fine as what you guys do. It's, uh, it's noble, noble work. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now that we've gotten all this human nonsense out of the way, you guys will have to come back to the show, and we'll just get high as fuck and chat about bullshit, yeah?
2: <laughs> I'm down for that. Wait, I thought yeah. you guys were doing that the whole time.
1: you <laughs> <laughs> well, well, You're, doing. To you're the one who left the room, man. What happened? What do you think I was doing? I left the room real fast. I know. I know what's going on over there. I stayed with the. I stayed with Gabe actually for the comic-con i never met him in person and then the first time i did i'm like hey i'm gonna spend the night at your house while i'm over here at comic-con <laughs> don't kill me
0: <laughs> okay listen i know we're making a comic together but please don't murder me in my sleep <laughs> <laughs>
1: <doesn't bode>
0: well. <laughs> all right kids well uh again yeah check out human uh that's ryan and gabe Next week something else will happen, and you can listen to it. Until then, we'll see you next time on an elegant weapon. Take it
1: easy.
0: This is Josh Hawks. This podcast is part of the Points of Interest Podcast Network. Find this and many more at www.pointsofinterestpodcast.com. Copyright 2013.